Good morning to you, wonderful body of Christ. This is here this morning. <laughs> Amen. Why don't you just stand with, not with me, with Pastor Bill. <laughs> I'm sitting this morning. Um, go ahead and just stand to your feet, please. We're going to read the word as we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and gratitude in our hearts. Amen? I have to tell you, this is probably one of my favorite things to do is to gather together as one body with one heart lifting one sound to Jesus. I, I kid you not, that is one of my favorite things to do. And I can't imagine how our Father in heaven feels, how his heart swells when we come together to offer him praises, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're feeling, no matter what we're contending for, I cannot imagine the joy in his heart when we choose to come before him and offer him everything that we have. It has to be pure joy, pure pleasure from his heart. So let's offer him that this morning. Let's offer him our hearts Let's offer him our mind, our emotions, our soul, our bodies, everything, because he's worthy of it all. I'm just going to read a couple of verses from chapter 1 and chapter 2 of Colossians. In verse 13, it says, For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You cannot get tired of hearing this. You cannot grow accustomed and familiar with these words. They're repeated throughout Scripture over and over and over again because it's the only truth there is. This is the gospel. This is why we're breathing. This is why we're alive. This is why we love him because he first loved us and gave his son for us. So don't get familiar with these words. Don't get familiar... Just receive them in your heart and allow gratitude to rise up and to be stirred within you. I'm going to read those verses again. In verse 13, for he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us. He transferred us. That means we were somewhere before the kingdom of darkness. He transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins mercy we did not deserve he is the image of the invisible god the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created both in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things all things have been created through him and for him he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. They would fall apart if it weren't for him. He is also the head of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself. Having made peace through the blood of the cross, through him I say whether things on earth or things in heaven, 
And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If indeed you continue in the faith, firmly established and steadfast, and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, was made a minister. Chapter 2, in verse 13. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against you and I, which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to that cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them, through them. Chapter 3, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just tell him thank you right now with your own lips. Tell him thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the wonderful and perfect plan that you gave us through your son Jesus and his death and burial and resurrection. It is the reason we are here this morning. We did not get ourselves here. We did not strive ourselves here. Lord, it was the faith that you gave us and the love you poured into us that we are coming to you to love you, worship you, and give you all the praise that you are due. In Jesus' name, we sing to you this morning as we're gathered together under the banner of your love. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
day. You'll be seen as a righteous king, and from our hearts we'll say.
condition You are the motivation Nothing else, nothing else You are the vision You are the plan second of the day make it true in our hearts not just a melody we sing cause you are holy
word let it go the Lord is saying I'm the Lord of the harvest lean into the decree and declaration and the release of the anointing right now and say yes yes Lord of the harvest here I am here I am use me send me where where God what God why God and it's all answered into scripture and it's all answered the Lord is saying, I'm teaching you and training you in this season to see me, to hear me in a new way. Take a look at the past. Take a look at what I've done for you. Take a look at the yeses in your heart, and you will not be disappointed. 
Say yes to the Lord of the harvest. The only no in our heart should be to the enemy. The yes in our heart should be to the King of kings, the Lord of the harvest, who demands our all, who desires our all. Thank you, Lord. It's all from you, God. Just lean into this moment. This is a moment from heaven. This is designed by the Spirit of the living God for each one of us. Just close your eyes. Don't worry about anybody, anybody around you. Don't think about your circumstances. Just lean into the Word. Lean into the presence.
we share in communion right now if we can all center on this right now everyone really believe the Lord is going to make himself known and he's going to do a miracle in lives today during communion as Darlene comes up I believe there are some in here that just aren't sure. It's just, there's tension, tension in the heart. And the Lord says this word, I believe he's saying that I'm gonna break through the tension. Just give me the tension, just give it to me. I give you the tension, God. I just want the truth. I just want the truth. I just want truth. I don't want to be fooled. I just want truth. Just see yourself giving that away. Giving that away. Don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to the tension. Thank you, Spirit of God. Listen now with an ear the Lord gives you to what the Lord is saying. 
The enemy makes it very hard. The Lord makes it very easy. He knows where we are. He knows we're frail beings. He knows us. Just stay connected. Even if you're not sure what you're connected to, who you're connected to, stay connected. Right now, in this moment, stay connected. Holy Spirit, come. Come. Release the minds in here, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Release their minds so they will be able to receive truth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. You fight for us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're drawing each one of us to yourself right now. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, don't be afraid. Just believe. Take the resistance away. He's God. Passages just that I want to share this morning. The first coming from Ephesians 2. And it starts out with just such a simple statement, but such a beautiful reminder of, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. And just the reminder of where the Lord has taken us from, that he has brought us from death to life, that we were once in darkness, but now we are children of light, that we were once hopeless and without any hope but Jesus that there's no other name, there's no other one, there's no other solution. We don't need a guide, we don't need a teacher, we don't need a coach, we don't need a whatever. We need someone to bring us from death to life. And that's what Jesus did by coming and taking our place. And just in Ephesians three, you were dead, or Ephesians 2, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived. We too all formerly lived in this way. I was in worship with the Lord recently and I had this picture of the sinful woman coming and anointing Jesus' feet, the one who was known for her sins coming into the Pharisee's house. And I think a lot of times I've focused on the, the aspect of her breaking the costly perfume and pouring it out on Jesus' feet. And that's obviously an important part of that passage. But in that moment with the Lord, I felt like I was that woman where I was 
the focus was less on the costly thing she was breaking, but it was a, a reminder of this is what you once were. Don't forget what I've rescued you from. Don't forget the depths that I went to to save you. Don't forget that I took all of your sin and all of, the, of your shame and everything so that you could be free. Don't forget that I went to hell and back to rescue you. Don't forget that I, who knew no sin, became sin for you so that you could become the righteousness of God. And as you walk this out, to remember that day by day by day, day, that nothing that I do produces righteousness, that nothing that I do earns God's favor, that nothing that I do presents me before him as worthy or righteous, but it's all because of Jesus. And so in Ephesians 3, just reading that, among them, Ephesians 2, I'm sorry, among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, so first he says, but God being rich in mercy. And then he reminds us of where we came from and he says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity. And he came and preach, preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. And the other passage that I wanted to read is, is super familiar to most of us, but it's Psalm 23 and about the Lord being our shepherd. And it's a short chapter and it's a familiar chapter, but there's so much in here for us to digest and so much in here for us to say, Lord, is, am I walking this out? Am I living in this reality? But it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Do I live with that mindset? Do I live with the mindset that I lack nothing? That there is nothing that he's held back from me because of the cross. That he is the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And as I was reading this psalm, I just wanted to pray over all of you. Um, there was a uh, time a couple months ago, and I've been reading this chapter a lot since then, but there was a time a couple months ago when I was here during fire and wind, and I'd had a headache for just a few days just that wouldn't let up, and I was in worship and just sitting there because, again, my head was hurting. <laughs> um, but I felt like the Lord surrounded me with this psalm, and as he did, I was like living in this place of the green pastures and the water that restores my soul, and, and that headache just just left. It just brought, the Lord just brought me healing as I was meditating on this scripture and um, going through it. Like I said, there's just so much in here of, of realizing that we have no lack in him, that he makes us lie down in green pastures, that he brings restoration to us, that he brings healing to our bodies, that he brings restoring of our minds, that he lifts off confusion, that he's our guide, he's our leader, he's our protector, he's our defender. He's the one who laid down his life for us. That it says, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even if you're in a difficult circumstance, the Lord is your peace. The Lord is your guide. The Lord is your protector. He is your provision. He's everything that you need. That you don't have to fear anything. So this morning as we're just taking communion and remembering that we were once dead, but now we are alive. That we were once in darkness, but now we've become children of light. Let us remember the fullness of what Jesus did for us. So, Father, I thank you that you are our shepherd, Lord, that we lack nothing. Father, that we would be a people, Lord, who trust you completely, that we would be a people who realize that you provide everything that we need. Lord, if there's any lack in any circumstance or any family in this house, Lord, I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, you are the Lord who provides for us. Lord, I thank you that you cause us to lie down in green pastures. Father, where there's confusion, where there's unrest, Lord God, where there's striving, Lord, where they're seeking for things, Lord, that aren't from you. Father, cause us to lie down in green pastures and to trust you. Lord, lead us beside your still waters. Lord, where we, we drink from you the fountain of living water that never runs dry, where we come to you as the wellspring of life. Lord, the only source where we can find life. Father, if we've looked to any other thing, I pray this morning, Lord, that you would break that off, Lord, that you'd break off anything that we've put our trust in, that you'd break off any, any Anywhere where we found a source that isn't you. Father, if we're drinking from another well, Lord, lead us to the still waters. Lead us to you, Jesus, the fountain of living water. You said, Jesus, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. So, Father, I thank you this morning that you lead us to you to come and drink deeply of the well that never runs dry. I thank you, Father, that you lead us in paths of righteousness. Lord, that if we're off course in any way this morning, you would set us on the right course. Father, that if we're walking on a path that isn't where you're leading us, Lord, even if we think it's good, Father, even if we think we can accomplish something, Lord, if it's not from you, Father, turn us back. Lord, if we've wandered away as sheep so often do, Lord, use your rod and your staff to lead us back. Father, we thank you this morning that there would be no fear in this house, Lord, where anyone has been captive to fear of the future or fear of man or fear of anything, Father, that you would lift that off your people this morning, that you would lift that off of us as your children, that you said, I've redeemed you from that. I've called you by name. You are mine. Father, I thank you that all trust in anything other than you, Lord, that you'd lead us to lead that down this morning. 
Lord, we thank you that you prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies, Lord. What a picture, Father. Lord, that no matter what is going on, Father, in the presence of our enemies, you prepare a table for us. Lord, Father, we thank you. I thank you that goodness and mercy shall follow everyone in this house, Lord, all the days of their lives. Lord, that your goodness, your never-ending mercy, your never-ending love, your unfathomable riches of your love and your grace that you displayed on the cross, Father, would, would chase after every person in this room, that they would know the height and the depth and the width and the, the breadth of your love, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the cross this morning. We thank you for love that was demonstrated and poured out. We thank you that you are the good shepherd who laid down your life for the sheep, Lord. When we were dead in our sins and in our trespasses, Lord, when we didn't deserve a thing from you, Lord, you said, I will take their place. We thank you, Jesus, that you call us back, Lord, from wherever we are, Lord, even if we've been walking you for years and years, Lord, if there's anything, Father, that we're, we've strayed away, Lord, that you would bring us back. We thank you, Lord, that if, I thank you, Lord, that if there's anyone in here who doesn't know you, that Jesus, you would reveal your love to them this morning, that you would cause them to say yes. I, I don't know fully, but I realize that you are good, that you are God, that Jesus, I have nothing without you, that Jesus, I need you. I can't save myself. Lord, I thank you that you would reveal your love in deeper ways in this house this morning of who you are and of what you've done. Lord, I thank you that every burden is lifted, that every chain would be broken, Father, as we surrender to you. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the body and the blood that was broken for us. We thank you that you are the bread of life, that you, Jesus, are the fountain of living water. We thank you, Lord, that you are the risen King, that you reign forevermore. So we bless this time this morning, we bless these elements that as we take them, Lord, our minds would be renewed, our focus would be restored, our hearts would be aligned with you. And Father, that you would pour out and do what only you can do and what only you wanna do.
before the children are released, before they leave. You hang on. Just want to look up here and want to show you all something because it relates to what we're doing right now. I believe the Lord is saying that right now, He's bringing people into a new place. Right now, no matter what we're thinking, we're in church and we're receiving communion. But right now, the Lord is saying, I'm doing a new thing. Isaiah 43, I'm doing a new thing. And I want you to see, I want you to receive, I want you to know my love, I want you to know that you were on one side and now you're on the other. And if you're still stuck in the middle of that place, just say, Lord, I want to be on your side. And he will draw you. When the Lord spoke to me and said, go to Dubrovnik, a couple of weeks ago in Croatia, as part of our European adventure. It was life-changing for everybody, for me, for the team, for where we were going, for what he took us through step by step by step. Had I not taken that step, I wouldn't have something to say to you today. It was from his heart for today, for all of us. Had I not listened prior to that, prior to taking that step, had I not asked him, had I not decided with him, am I even supposed to go to Europe right now? Just not the best time, God. I got so many reasons why I shouldn't go. So rather than put the left and the right reasons, you know, down where it's like, huh, and huh, and then make my decision, I decided to not do that and lean into what God's been doing. And the reason I put this picture up just now or had it put up is that when I was a kid, nobody stopped and told me what I needed to know, and I didn't even know I was looking and I was searching. Some of you have heard that before. But as we're in Dubrovnik, as we're in Croatia, and we had already flown in after being in Germany, after being in Switzerland, and flying into Croatia, and then immediately going to another country, <laughs> immediately driving into a country called Montenegro, spending time there doing what God told us to do, and then going back. The Lord showed us exactly what was on his heart and his mind for that moment. Not that the other things weren't. They were all stepping stones. But when we passed this group, and there were a few more with them that were in the, the, on the edge of the road in an intersection, I believe the Lord said, turn the car around, Troy, go back. Those ones will be saved. So I got out of the car. The flashers are on. Troy and Ashley are uh, waiting to see what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. And I go up to these guys, and one of them actually was from the United States, not, not in this group. But one of them, of the boys that were hanging out, it was like their hangout place, and they're 17 years old for the most part, from what we knew, maybe a few younger, older, I don't know, but the ones that we talked to, the ones that came into the kingdom were 17. They were juniors in high school from Catholic school. So I have a history, and I have stepping stones to who I've become today that I'm grateful for, for all of them. And so I could relate to these boys very easily without any problem. So when I got out and I started talking to them, one of the boys that lived in America actually lives. I don't know why he was there and how long he was there. I don't know. But he actually lives in the hometown of uh, my aunt and uncle in Sunnyvale, California. My uncle has passed on. My aunt is still there. 
So there was an immediate connecting point. He didn't come forward. He could have. We were there an hour and a half in the middle of the road. It's like, I don't know what the rules are here, God, but we're doing it because you said to do it, and everything was fine with our flashers on. And I could speak their language. I'm a lot older than they are, but I could speak their language because I understood. I could think back. How did you feel? How did I feel when I was a kid? And I was a kind of a troublemaker at times when I didn't get answers, and I'm, my mind is going a mile a minute, but I'm, I don't know Jesus, but I'm in a school where people think they do, and maybe some did. Don't know about that, but I sure didn't. But I went through the motions, and I had a, a heritage and a very strong family that would not like me going any other direction for sure, and I paid a price for that, and not against people, but against what I was stuck in, let's put it that way. Not, so when I talked with these boys, it wasn't about anything that they're believing. It was about where are they right now and who Jesus is. In other words, what they were believing from up to that point. But I did start with a common denominator, which is Jesus Christ, and did give them the history in a nutshell, you know, like a minute or so, like, oh my gosh, you know, I was born into this family, and yeah, I had 12 years of Catholic schooling. And yeah, I went back and taught at my Catholic high school. And I've gone through First Communion and Confirmation and all of that. And they're like, whoa, what are you doing here? I said, I don't know. Well, we'll see. But let me tell you how I got here. And I told them that. And they said, you can hear the voice of the Lord? Yeah. Have you seen Jesus? Yeah. What? What does he look like? So this kid who was there is ADD and off the wall and... I mean, these kids were, were wild. I mean, they didn't want to settle down like, oh, okay, tell me what you have to say. So we had to roll with them for a while, but I could read their mail a little bit because the Lord was speaking to me. So one of the kids that is very precious to my heart, all of them are, but one of the kids, one of the young men, he's just getting this splitting headache, kind of like Lena was talking about, his maybe from a different source. Um, well, maybe the same source, but ultimate uh, different reason. So, and I just looked at him and I had my, my black gloves on because it was very cold to me anyway. And I said, Jesus is going to heal you. He just looked at me, put my hand on his head, instantly gone. It was just cool in the middle of guys jiving and in and out and joking and everything else. And at one point, he started to get a little wild. You know, when I was really talking seriously about Jesus with a smile, but seriously. And I said, hey, we're right here talking about Jesus and his back went up and he walked away and one of our one of our guys said, you know, whoa, hey. And I said, he'll be back. Because there was an authority in me that was kind. The authority in me was gentle, but the authority in me was firm. And that's what we need when we're helping people. Because all of us who don't know Jesus are bound by fear. And some of us are still bound by fear when we do know Jesus. So fear is really the arch enemy. So this little boy, or young man, he's not a little boy, he's a man of God, yeah, became a man of God, but he was a teen. So he came back, and the headache was gone, and some of the guys around him just were like, what, I've never seen this. Like, you don't have a headache, you don't have any pain. I mean, he was splitting, and you know, he lit up and had some you know, other type of self-fun, but God just corralled him. I just watched all these barriers come down. God corralled him because I could speak to him the truth. 
And he, they were in the presence of God and they knew it. They, did, they couldn't define it. So by the end, when they all wanted to pray, six of them prayed out. I mean, seriously prayed out. It was very long because it was the real deal. Looking at everybody and their eyes, you know, just clear. And there, the seventh kid, he comes over and he, I want this. And I said, that's cool. Explain Jesus again to him. Simple, clear. I mean, Darlene read Ephesians 2. If you don't know Jesus, that's like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm out. It's over the top. But the anointing is there. Because you don't understand. When, when you don't know Jesus, you don't understand all of that. And I'm glad you read it. This way. But the Lord wants to bring us into the understanding of that. And even if we do know Jesus, it's like, that's still a lot. It's fast and furious. But the Lord says, I want you to see that I'm on your side. And that was the message. I'm on your side. And I'm, I'm the one who's going to protect you, take care of you. I'm the one that's going to bring you peace. I'm the one. I'm, it's Jesus. And they could see him shining through my face, through my eyes, through my words. Because I, I have a testimony. Everybody in here who knows Jesus has some testimony or testimony in the making, something that's coming. Because the Lord is no respecter of persons. That means he doesn't favor somebody else over another person. He's saying, you, come on. And seven of them came into the kingdom. And Troy's kept in touch. I've kept in touch a little with these guys. But the big problem is that there's this big chasm right there in that place, in that country. And many of the countries we're going to tell you about in a few minutes that are, this is the way it is. And anything that rises up against tradition that I know to be true or think I know to be true, I'm not speaking about me, don't go near those people. So there's a big divide. It's like, oh, Lord, what am I doing there? These boys don't even know that I'm, I don't think they know I'm a pastor in a, in a church with my husband that's not a Catholic church. So everything was about Jesus. Maybe they found that out. It doesn't matter because they were drawn to Jesus Christ, but they were very afraid of the people around them, of the choices that they made, of what they'd agreed with. They didn't know what to do. They had no recourse. They had no Bible study. They had no youth group. And there was basically a handful of people in the entire region that even knew Jesus. And we got to minister to them last Sunday. It's like, God, what are you doing? And this is in the midst of decreeing and declaring to, to the north, the south, the east, and the west, to the waves of all the prophetic things that, that you do when God sends you and you know what you're doing or at least you act like you know what you're doing like Jesus I don't know I'm going to stand here and now give me the words <laughs> that's the action and then the words come so this is all part of it so we're in all in a process right now so those of you who go back with the little kids they're sitting in here they need you need to carry that with them whatever that looks like on their level and the rest of us will hear whatever God wants us to share today. I'm so excited to be back from Europe. I'm so excited to have gone and looking forward to going to Mozambique in a month. And I believe the Lord's still increasing. There are people that he wants to be in Mozambique and he's going to speak to hearts. So I believe that. So God is good. He is faithful. He is so faithful to us. So Father, I just thank you that today miracles have taken place already. I, I thank you today, Lord, that when I got saved and I missed my teenage years and never had peace, I never had what we hear about today. And I thank you, Lord, that you still got me, but it was later. 
So I thank you, Lord, that today that you get us. Holy Spirit, that you get us because you're God and we're not. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you have rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought you into your kingdom. If that's you today and you want to be brought into the kingdom of God, you don't understand it, I'll just tell him. He's really big because he, he got me and I was very resistant. So let God get you because he knows what he's doing and he loves us. He loves you very much, all of us. And I just thank God. I thank you, Lord, also for those of us who have walked with you for a while. Lord, that we're going to go back to some of our basic roots and we're going to go back and see what you've released and what you've given because some of us may be a little stuck and a little narrow in our thinking because that's what the enemy can only do to those who really love, say they love Jesus. I'm going to get you stuck. And the Lord says, I'm going to unstuck you, unstick you so that we can flow in power and authority for this end time global move that's right here at our doorstep. And this is the day that God's going to release some really new and, and amazing revelation. Amen. So, Father, thank you for that. Thank you for this beautiful family, spiritual family that I get to do life with, I'm part of. Thank you, Lord, for their lives. Just bless them, those who are going to Kingdom Kids, and I think the uh, teens are in here today, as I understand. So, Father, let it be that your word comes forth and that we know what you're saying to us so we can all move forward. In Jesus' name, you be blessed. So Ashley and Troy are coming up, and we're going to share some things that hopefully will set another stage for believing, a deeper level of believing for each one of you and, and me, too. I was listening last, actually this morning, <clears throat> as I'm running around, I'm listening to a, um, an audio <clears throat> of things that I was able to impart last week with the help of Troy and Ashley, a week ago today, actually, on Sunday. And it was in Dubrovnik. It was in Croatia. It's a, a new ministry that we have connected with, wonderful people. And Ashley's going to kind of set the tone for where we're going with this. And there was so much going on. It was actually a three-hour meeting, the three-hour tour. It won't be today. Uh, but <laughs> we do have that video and audio available so you can see the progression from meeting somebody new and people coming into the kingdom, there were only, what, 45 or so? 45 people in this, in this church. And there was another uh, pastor we met who meets in the same building. It's his building, or he, one he uses. And then one other group, I think. I mean, there's, there are peop there's under 60 people, if I got this right, in all of Dubrovnik, which is, is it 45,000? Something like that. Yeah. And th these are people who profess to be embracing Ephesians 2. That's crazy. So are there other Christians we don't know about? Sure. But God is saying uh, the ones who are at least professing that they count numbers and all that, that's what they've got here. I don't know. But that's really small. So God sent us there for a lot of different reasons, so Ashley's going to take it from here. But thank you for praying for us. Thank you for praying and standing while we were gone and, and while we're as we're back here, and as you all know, we're starting the 24-7 prayer and worship, and, and doors will be open for seven days. We've been doing this for, I don't know how many years, maybe since we started the church, or maybe there's another date you can tell me, I'm not sure. But we've been doing this, and people from the community come in and out, and the Lord has protected us. 
and you come when you can, and then I think there are meetings at night if you're able to make them. So it's a sweet time. The Lord has answered many prayers for me in the times where I would walk in ready to cry, and he'd say, speak to me and say, it's worth it, it's worth it, it's worth it, it's worth it. So there's a really sweet presence in here during that week. So I invite you for that. Amen. So it's incredible to be back here with all of you. Thank you again for all your prayers and just continuing to pour out your heart to Jesus and being able to also lift our arms up in the spirit in the midst of that. Uh, so we had the opportunity to actually be in five countries this time. Uh, when we first arrived over, we knew of two and the Lord had his own plan that he had laid out for us already. Uh, so we started in Germany and had the opportunity to be a part of the Europe Shall Be Saved meetings, which we'll get into more, but it was just an incredible time of outpouring of the Lord's heart of Holy Spirit bringing in so many leaders from 25 different nations in Europe to this place to just press into his heart to pour out his spirit and revive people to go out and see Europe completely saved. And so... After that, we had then had the opportunity, the Lord opened up the door through a contact um, that actually led us to a house of prayer in Switzerland. And so we were able to go to the house of prayer in Basel, which actually connected in with everything. Because even before we left, Pastor Mary Pat was driving down the road and asking the Lord, where do you want me to go? And in those seven words, the Lord clearly spoke the word Dubrovnik to her. And so we looked up where Dubrovnik is, which is in Croatia, which is like a purpley blue on the screen there. And we had the opportunity to know that the Lord wanted to, us to be a part of what's happening in Dubrovnik. And so when we found out about this prayer time in Switzerland, right after the Europe Shall Be Saved meetings, it was all about the Balkan nations, which Croatia is in a, a part of those 12 nations that are considered the Balkan nations. So it was incredible just seeing how the Lord pieced these parts together of the day before that we were going to fly to Croatia, he had us connect with someone to be able to go to a prayer house to pray over the nations in that area, which includes Croatia. And so just see, again, seeing all those pieces fit together and seeing what the Lord is doing in his heart and his intention for Europe to be able to see everyone be saved. And so... When we uh, landed in Croatia, we actually ha found out and had the opportunity to travel to Montenegro, which is right below Croatia. It's like a, the pink-purple, right below Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, and so just being able to go and share the love of Jesus everywhere we went in Montenegro with all the different people that we met, that we saw the Lord directed our steps to be able to speak the gospel of the kingdom to specific people. And so then, as Pastor Mary Pat shared, we had an opportunity actually just last Sunday, one week ago, to be able to be in a church and just speak out his words, speak out his heart and power to a group of people in Croatia, in Dubrovnik, and connect with some wonderful pastors. And then after that, we had the opportunity to travel into Bosnia and Herzegovina, uh, which is also a near neighboring country of Croatia. 
and was able to step into opportunities of what the Lord had for us with meeting with a pastor as well as some specific landmarks in Bosnia and Herzegovina to be able to, to pray over, um, be able to see the Lord bring breakthrough in those areas because there are um, a lot of strongholds that are going on in that area. Um, one of them would be Metagorgi, which is a, a place where people believe in Catholicism that youth had seen Mary and had visitations with Mary, and so they visit this hill to be able to see um, see Mary, see a statue of Mary and Jesus on the cross there. So we had an opportunity to declare and decree in that place, as well as then um, going to a, play, a city in Mostar, is what it's called, and in that city there's a bridge that is very well known, and on one half of the city is Muslims, and on the other half of the city is are Catholics, and it's all divided by a river. Uh, so we had the opportunity to declare and decree in that place, and so all of that, that's the big quick overview of everything that the Lord did, but we'll go into some specifics here. But it was just so incredible to see, again, how intentional the Lord was with every single step that he had us take. That it wasn't like, oh, let's go here and let's go here and let's go here. It was, no, Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? How are we going to move? And every piece ended up connecting together in the end. And so um, just... Jumping back to the beginning with Europe shall be saved, just being able to be in this place of, again, a place where Jesus reigns, a place where we want to see Jesus come in and flood this place. And so there were so many leaders um, just being able to be here and come together to see the Lord move, to see the expectation of what Jesus wants to do. Um, so the, the main founder, leader of this movement, his name is John Luke Trashel, and so he was speaking there in the last picture and just seeing, again, over 200 leaders come in and be able to just worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So if you want to jump back to that last video, we can play that video. This is just a worship time to give you an idea of the atmosphere of what was happening. Yes, we can sing holy, holy, holy forever and ever and ever. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, again, just being able to be in that place, being able to see the Spirit of the Lord cultivated and going after His holiness, His love, His grace and mercy to be able to see, again, every, at the heart of Europe shall be saved is to see a hundred million souls saved. And so that was given to Jean-Luc here uh, from the Lord and just his heart to be able to see all of these people have an encounter with Jesus, to be able to see them recognize who the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is. Yes, sorry. 
the 100 million is by 2033 to be able to see that, to be able to step in. So this movement, so these meetings are coming together, getting connected with other leaders. How can we see people encounter Jesus? How can we work together? How can we share this heart that we have in unity to be able to see by 2033, 100 million people be able to encounter Jesus? And so, um, some of the other key leaders that are a part of that is Paul Manwaring. Um, so that is that gentleman there speaking on the mic. He is a very powerful man of God who just has such a heart to be able to see the generations come together, to be able to see people work together in unity and passion as um, people are under mother, spiritual mothers and fathers and being able to see people raised up and going out and sharing the gospel. And then one of the other leaders is Ben Fitzgerald. And so uh, we actually have been connected with all that's been going on with Europe Shall Be Saved even before we knew about Europe Shall Be Saved. In um, July of 2022, we had gone to the callback in Rotterdam, which was led by Ben Fitzgerald. And so being a part of that and seeing, again, how God connects the pieces, it wasn't even just the pieces of this trip, but it's been the pieces of the years that he's built of what we've been doing and where he's been placing us specifically. Um, so connecting that in with July of 2022 and the callback and seeing the Lord so intentional of, no, we want to see people saved. We, want, we have you here, frontliners, on the front line. We have you a part of this. We want to see you continue to step into what we've called you to. And so it's just, again, I love puzzle piecing things together. So it's been so fun to be able to be a part of that, be able to see and catch the vision of what the Lord is doing. Do you want to add anything to that? That's a really good introduction to Europe Shall Be Saved, and I'm going to ask Ashley to continue on. There are some other pictures and videos from Europe Shall Be Saved. I don't know what they are, but I want you to know that when Troy and I <clears throat> went there last year, and Inez, our director of Frontline Brazil, was with us, and also Richard Olstrom was with us from Amsterdam, we attended that, and that was the first big gathering for ESBS, and since that time, <clears throat> there have been many Zoom calls. I've been part of those this past year. So this second time going there was absolutely amazing. We had met so many people last year, but this year there was a lot of deepening of friendships and many more people. When they asked who is new to this, it seemed as though three-fourths of the people stood up, maybe half, I'm not sure. It was amazing. So we were part of that. <clears throat> we were able to flow be in the flow of what was going on in every way, in receiving uh, what was being said, but also praying and praying for others and having some leadership over our table, going to a worship service that was extremely powerful and prophetic, which was great, because the vision is not just for Europe. Here we are in America, and we're coming into this. Why? And that's what we've been asking ourselves. And that's what we've been hearing, we believe, from the Lord. So when Europe Shall Be Saved was determined for us to be part of again this year, we actually planned on staying at least a week. 
we ended up staying another day in addition to that. So when I was driving down the road, there was already a willingness in my heart to go and getting past all the barriers that would say, you don't need to go the second year. You're on the Zoom call. Lots of logical things. But the Lord said, lean into what I've called you to do. You're a pioneer. And you pioneer with other pioneers. And so where is the enemy going to slow you down in that pioneering and then give an idea inside of our minds of what a pioneer does or doesn't do? And maybe miss something that's a very important stepping stone to what he wants to do. That's what the Lord was showing us more and more uh, in this time. So when we were at ESBS and making all the different connections, there was a huge thrust in the area of moving as a prophet, moving in the intercession prophetic realm, obviously standing in and being part of the evangelistic call because ESBS is uh, broken up into a lot of different areas for people to be able to serve in, to be, able, to be able to help with this great big vision of at least 100 million. It could be many more. I'm choosing to say even more than that, but this is a good goal. It's, it's a goal. So you set strategies and use strategies and set goals. And John Luke believes that as well as the other people. But God is telling us what he has mentioned to us as we prophetically stepped into our role uh, at ESBS and after was to go and hear what's on God's heart for every region we were in, every nation we were in, which means that we're ready to speak out, to decree, to declare, to offer what God would say to encourage the people there, but also speak into the atmosphere, the bigger picture for global evangelism. And that was really powerful. I was able to share um, a vision, that I, interactive vision with Jesus that I had in Rotterdam in 2022, in part at ESPS, but also at the Basel House of Prayer in Switzerland. And from that, and some other things that were decreed and declared with the people from Balkan nations that had been at ESBS, and they were presenting. So we, we were just brought right into them. We heard that or determined that from the Lord afterwards. Didn't even know that was going on. God said, go there. It's only 15 minutes away or whatever. Okay, what do you want us to do? I don't know. And so just leaned in and watched the Lord, just like dominoes, like all through this trip, before, during, and after. But the Lord said, stay, stay, stay in your lane, but don't be stuck in your lane. And that's a really good word for any of us because we, we can get very comfortable. The Lord never asks us to do anything that we can do on our own, ever. If we don't believe that, we will stay right there, tunnel vision, and it will look really good, and we will be limited because we are so anointed and gifted in this body. I've never been more grateful and appreciative of what God has already released in this frontline family than this trip. It's amazing. And we're going into another region. We're going, to, going back to Mozambique for other new pioneering. It's like, Lord, what are you doing? 
Some people might say, well, stay in your lane. Go to Mozambique. Why are you going to Europe? So what we came to determine also, which I wondered about, but I didn't have anything to put together until we got there, and it was fun, just leaning in, saying, Dad, what do we do? Should we go this way? There's that sense of, come on, honey, keep moving, and that's how it was for the three of us. And we, I realized even more from the connections and the prayer that we're highly connected into Israel and what's going on, and also Ukraine and Poland. And it's like, wow, God, you're, are, you're so smart. When you started all this, we had already gone to Europe. We had already been, in 2016, we had been hijacked from our trip back from, I don't know if it was Ghana or Mozambique, and the Lord just changed our itinerary, and we spent 12 hours of it seemed like a couple days, but we spent that in Amsterdam with Richard. And it's like, okay, God. And then Richard came out here. And so the Lord is so amazingly strategic, and he's looking for people who are willing to really come together and hear what his strategy is and then feed into it. We can't do this alone. I can't do this alone. Papa Bill and I can't. We need you. And the gifts and the talents and the abilities and the anointings that you have, because there is such an Israel component here. It, it, it's absolutely amazing. And I was invited, I don't know what the Lord is saying yet, but I'm invited to go to some meetings about that back in Germany. And there's also some other meetings that, because of the House of Prayer, was invited to go there back to Switzerland and do a weekend there from what was heard, just from what was what the Lord put on my heart going up to the mic. I don't even know these people. So God's opening the door. And who's gonna follow after? You guys. You know, this is this is a family venture. And I, I'm just pioneering SPS with people like a coalition from Italy and Bulgaria and Israel that also again moves into the Ukrainian realm and Poland realm, Polish realm. In addition to all these Balkan nations that are on the Balkan Peninsula, 12 depending on where you read uh, in, on Google, <laughs> but most say 12. It's like, Lord, what, what, why? When he sent us into, into Bosnia, um, it was very interesting. Twice we were in there, once just with our contacts from Dubrovnik for dinner, we drove through over the border and went in there, and then the Lord had already told us we're going back, and that was prior to even meeting our contacts in Dubrovnik. And so you heard some of the things Ashley mentioned, but one very key that we will say a little bit about is a, a, um, a very strong evening prayer time and interaction with a new friend who is the pastor and a real mover and shaker in Europe of a, a church that um, needs some stirring. And we were there to strengthen him and encourage him and then share the vision from ESBS and, and move. So we actually were deployed from ESBS in a way that was just on God's heart. It was easy. And see those kids over there? They need to come to know me. Stop what you're doing and stop for the one that turned into seven. From seven words to seven kids, and I, I'm telling you, Lord, wh where would you like me to go slash be was already with, it doesn't matter what you say to me, I'll do it. 
That was already in there. That resolve was in there. I will do it. I didn't need to even hear Dubrovnik at that moment. I was going. And he could have unfolded that on the plane. It didn't matter to me. I just knew I needed to go. That's a big difference for what he, how he um, may direct some of you listening, waiting for, I better hear that word before I jump on the plane. You hear the word of the go in your heart, and then you get on the plane. And then Lord will do what he wants to do. And so what was very exciting about this also um, for the, the Basel House of Prayer, I'm just jumping a little bit ahead from ESBS, is that the Lord opened up contacts for us to be able to minister in Macedonia and, and a lot of the nations, actually, that were mentioned or that, we saw, that you saw on the map. And we'll see what God does, but those were also um, contacts that we had established and we had met people at ESBS. They just happened to be there. It was just so fun just to be part of this. Even our room where we were staying in Dubrovnik, we're decreeing and declaring we were able to stay on the sea. The Lord put us on the sea, the Adriatic Sea. And when we went to the old city, which I think Ashley is going to go into, that was extremely powerful. Richard Olstrom had a vision of um, a arched doorway in an old um, fort-like place which turned out to be the old city in Dubrovnik. And when I saw it, I knew that's what he saw. It was so great. And so, Ostrid Olstrom is our contact. He is uh, a leader in Youth with a Mission, YWAM. And we met him in 2014 here. Uh, and we became very good friends with his wife, his wife, Sara, and himself. And he wasn't able to go this time. And he has connected with us and when Pastor Bill and I were praying in 2022, where are you sending us so we can at least get the right plane tickets? You told us we're going in July. Where? And it was May 31st, and we were to go in July. And some of you crazies out there just believed us and trusted us. We were just wanting to hear what we needed to do. And five minutes later, after we prayed that prayer, knowing that we're going into June, Richard called us, because we could have gone to many places in the world, but it wasn't what the Lord had. So we've been developing relationships. So I called him, and we prayed about all of this. It was really great. And he said, the doors are open, go, which I already heard in my heart, already knew, just wondered if he would pray. So God gave him a vision. So the Lord is very faithful to show us what to do. Amen. Yes, so that is the picture of the arch. And so, again, <laughs> just so crazy to be able to step in and then as the Lord speaks, as the Lord shows us pictures, then being able to see that in real life and knowing exactly like what he's saying, what he's doing, and he'll confirm it all for us in the midst of all of it. And so, um, just as we were talking about the, the old city of just being able to recognize all that the Lord was doing and from the Europe Shall Be Saves meetings and being able to carry that fire, carry that release into what was happening and stepping in to Dubrovnik through the word that the Lord gave PNP of saying, yes, like we, we will go. And so 
there's a, a short video clip, it should be about three minutes of the old city, of just being able to see like how we get to be used to be able to step in, to be able to activate what we were doing while we were at the Europe Selby Saved meetings. It was all about go out, go out into the harvest, go out into the field. And so we stepped into the old city being able to declare and decree. And so this, was a, this is a place right by the Adriatic Sea to be where the city of Dubrovnik was. And it's a whole walled city, complete, as you can see, these giant walls completely around the whole city. And then inside you have the walkways and areas, but we had an opportunity to be there, be a part of two different days. The one day we were there, it was really stormy, rainy, uh, as you'll see, the waves are incredible. They're crashing into the boulders. They're crashing into the walls and everything. And then the second day we were there, it was bright. It was sunny. And the sea was completely at peace. And so it was just incredible just seeing that prophetic picture that the Lord gave us of an opportunity to see there is the waves, there is the crashing, there is everything that's going on. But as you declare and decree, I will be there in the peace of it. And the peace of the storm is there. So go ahead and play this video. So this is the drawbridge here, and this is a just prophetic tree right here, right outside the entrance to part of the walled city. And we really believe the Lord is drawing our attention to see the leaves for the healing of the nations. God is showing us that more is to come. The revival is in the air. The mass is still being heard today in this cathedral. It's not closed down, so people are still celebrating. And so there's still a lot of people coming in and leaving the vast area. The water crashes against this fortress right here. How do we just think that the only fortress that we speak out that we stand time is your fortress. You're a mighty fortress. Mighty fortress is our God. And so again, just being able to see the physical representation of a mighty fortress and knowing who our God is as our mighty fortress in the midst of that. And being able to see as we are fishers of men in the, the peace of the harbor, continuing to go out and speak. And we just had a chance to pray and declare of just seeing the revival, the waves of revival coming in. same time there was the harbor that we just saw all the boats and just the prophetic picture of seeing the, uh, the heart of going out as fishermen. So you can see this is the second day where everything is at peace and it's all sunny 
fortress. And we just had another opportunity to clear and to clear Send out. Your people, raise them up. Without all the rain and the wind and the seas and the waves crashing in, decreeing and declaring, we believe the will of the Lord. Yeah, so let's go fish. We are fishers of men. We are stepping out. And so this is, again, just that prophetic picture, the things that are getting pieced together that the Lord was doing. And uh, just the one op- opportunity we had was through the, the old city. And so in the midst of all that we were doing with declaring and decreeing, we actually had an opportunity to meet people there as well. And so um, the Lord is so good and so the next people, yeah, these people we had an opportunity to speak to and just share the heart of the Father with them. Oh, Grant, there was, there was kickback in the whole time, but just in this specific conversation, but just knowing that there was, in the same time, those moments of the, you could tell the questioning was there, the wondering was there of, oh, what are you saying? What are you talking about? Is this can I really see, receive true forgiveness? I've done so many bad things. Is, that, is there true forgiveness that will be there for me? Like, I don't see that as something that would be possible. And so just being able to pray for healing and for that, that salvation. And so, um, and then a few pictures before that, there was a family that we had the opportunity of meeting actually from Brazil. And so it was incredible to be able to meet them, talk with them, be able to pray with them, and just speak into their lives. And they, they gave their lives completely and fully to Jesus. Um, they shared up completely about just stepping in and saying, yes, I recognize that I need Jesus. I need that complete salvation. And um, being able to see that and knowing at the same time we were able to speak out healing speak out just what the Lord wanted to do. And so the, it was the mother, her son, and his wife. And so just being able, yes, just seeing them declaring and decreeing, I am the Lord's. I'm stepping into his family. I'm stepping into everything that he's calling me to do and leaving behind anything that is not of Jesus. And so... <laughs> So then uh, with stepping in and praying for healing, the, both the mother and the son have the same disease and it completely messes up with their legs, with their physical body. So uh, she isn't able to walk very well and so she wanted to show us how she is able to walk. And so we were praying and declaring that the, the fullness of her being able to walk completely without the needing of assistance or a wheelchair and for him, actually I believe is the next picture, being able to just pray over him as well and breaking this off of the family that it's not something that will continue. Um, and so again, just seeing all the puzzle pieces the Lord's bringing together had an opportunity of just showing that the Lord knows who he wants us to connect with. Like, how, how can we plan to meet a family from Brazil in Dubrovnik and be able to speak in and see them come to the Lord? Like, the Lord's connected us with Brazil. The Lord has connected us in with Dubrovnik and Croatia. And so just seeing that all come together was pretty incredible. Um, 
And so one of the other group things that the Lord has connected us with that Pastor Mary Pat had shared about is Israel. And so uh, this was uh, through a Europe Shall Be Saved connection. And so I know there's a lot of different connections that we're sharing today, but ultimately the heart and is like to catch the vision, to catch what the Lord released in this time, to see what the Lord has been doing over the years of Frontline for those that have been a part of it from the very beginning and for those that are jumping in right now. The Lord has this vision that we get to jump in and carry together. And so all of these connections are to be able to release what he's doing and be able to step in as the intercessors that we are, be able to step in and catch the vision of what he's doing and seeing how these puzzle pieces can go together. Because I know that there are even many of you that weren't necessarily with us in Europe, but had pictures, had dreams, had visions of what the Lord was releasing of doing. And so when we did hear the word Dubrovnik, we were remembered of plenty of other previous words that were given and seen, and then we got to step out and see the Lord say, yes, this is now. We get to step into this now. So thank you again for continuing to step into the Lord's heart, continuing to step in and sharing those things so that we can see all these puzzle pieces that the Lord is bringing together. And so this gentleman here, his name is Boris, and he is from... Is, he's Messianic Jewish, and so he lives in Ukraine, but they, he and his wife uh, continue to go out, and they just love Jesus so much. They have, he has so much joy. She has so much peace and compassion. Uh, it's so incredible. I believe in the next picture, I believe that's all of, uh, that's his video. We'll show that shortly. Uh, but the next picture is, that's his wife, Anna. And so just being able to be a part and seeing all that the Lord is releasing through them uh, with being a part of being in the Ukraine right now. They have many prayer movements uh, in Ukraine as well as in Germany, and they also have some here in the U.S. And so it's just was such a blessing to be able to meet them, to be able to connect with them, to see what the Lord is pouring out more and more for what he wants us to connect in as the frontliners with Israel, with what he's doing for the heart of the Jewish people. So if you want to play that video real quick, this was just a snippet of what Boris released during these meetings of just stepping into what he's been doing and what, how he has seen the Lord move. For whole time of the world. First, it was Psalm 126 about laughing, about joy about crazy joy among any tragic situation. And second, First Timothy 5, 8. And we receive this revelation that God, who is author of this verse, he will protect his children, his household, special. Yes, Lord. So just being able to see that release of the Lord just stepping in of, I will protect you, I will cover you, I will fill you with joy. And again, this is in the midst of being in the war-torn situation in Ukraine, of just seeing what he will release and what he's doing. Just to add a little bit about Rabbi Boris, a very powerful man, very influential man worldwide. When the war was breaking out in Israel, he was there 
with Heidi Baker and all that was going on at that time. He is the leader of the largest Messianic Jewish congregation in Ukraine and in Europe. And so he had a lot to say. So this was one part that he was, he was speaking about. Also that 2,200 people from Ukraine who are part of the coalition of praying for those standing there were not killed. None of them were killed. So he's really based also in Kiev, which is where his ministry is. And he, is, uh, he has insight into a strategy that he's partnering with others for world and global evangelism involving Israel. He knows Brother Yoon, walks with him, and a lot of other people. So he became very, we became very connected in with him and his ministry, and we'll be hearing much more about that. It's very significant for this entire vision of Europe shall be saved, as well as the connection with Russia and the connection with the, the Balkan um, countries and the restoration and reconciliation that's going on there as well as Poland and Ukraine. It just couldn't have been better. We just couldn't believe that God had opened up the doors for us to, to make these new friends and just feel so a part of what was going on. The Lord was drawing us in. Yes. And so just being able to jump in and see their hearts again and again, uh, just pouring out, like I said, they had such compassion, such love, and such a heart for Jesus to be able to see him known and make him known across the world. And so another person that I wanted to highlight, her name is uh, Prophetess Arlene, and she is one of the prophetess over Europe, and so just being able to see her heart to be able to step in, and she released a lot over the whole group, um, but just being able to know that the Lord is on the move, the Lord is speaking specific words to specific nations, and also just being able to see that reconciliation coming in between. And so uh, we are apart with her, and she has uh, jumped in and spoken over us as well, of just being able to see that, that prophet anointing and so just being able to see that, step into that, and see what the Lord is going to continue to do as he will give us words for Europe in the midst of all of this. And one of the other prophets that spoke out in this time was David Wagner. And uh, just the opportunity to speak out, declare out what the Lord is doing. He had a powerful word, the one of the evening services that we had, just being able to see the Lord step in, the Lord of the harvest coming forth, coming in, and doing exactly what he knows to do best. And so just being able to, to listen and catch those words of what he was declaring out, again, um, that is something that we were able to be a part of, we were able to be a release, and you can always come to us and ask us more questions because we can't share everything that the Lord did and that the Lord released during this time. But just being able to know that he is on the move, he is working, he is changing hearts, he is stepping in to be able to see the harvest come in, and we just get to be a part of that and jump in. I have an audio of him, but I didn't have a video. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. 
So the next um, person that the Lord connected us with, his name is uh, Venso. And so he is from northern Macedonia, which is, again, a part of that Balkan uh, region. And so being able to connect in with him, which then connected us in with the house of prayer, which then connected us in with the Balkan nations and what the Lord was doing in Croatia. Um, And so being able to have an opportunity, that's him and his wife, And so being able to meet him at the Europe Shall Be Saved meetings, and then next we got to see him at the House of Prayer. And so he had a powerful word of just releasing the reconciliation that he's been stepping to, that the Lord has released to him. So if you go to the next video, he's releasing a short word about the reconciliation that they have been seeing between the Balkan nations, because there's been a lot of war, a lot of heart hardship, a lot of bloodshed between these nations, and so the church is now stepping into their church leaders who are saying, we don't want to see this happen anymore. We don't want to see this pattern that we keep seeing of war after war after war. He had mentioned something about every 30 years there's another war, and so they're coming, they've said, no, this is enough. We are stopping this in the spirit, and so they've been stepping into reconciliation. So go ahead and play. Reconciliation among the Balkan nations. You know, I can tell you testimonies about healing people, but I would like to tell you testimonies about healing nations. The testimony of Greece and Turkey two years ago, heading the warships, heading towards each other for war, and the Greeks and Turks together with the Balkan, other Balkaners praying for, on Zoom for, Lord stop this, Lord stop this. The Greeks blessing the Turks, the Turks blessing the Greeks, and coming together, and we saw the warships pull back, return back. After Zagreb. Yes, so just being able to see the Lord step in, even at they go, they've been going to the borders, they've been praying, they've been interceding, they've been stepping in as nations praying over and blessing the other nation, asking for forgiveness and back and forth. So just being able to see that reconciliation, which then again, we also got to be a part of uh, during the house of prayer. So I'm gonna pass it off to Troy to share some more. Hello all, it's good to be back. This trip was just amazing, as Ashley and Pastor Mary Pat have been sharing, because, again, it's not just about Europe. It's about how the Lord is grafting in frontline and the vision that's been over this body, and that's a part of it. Europe shall be saved and the other nations. So I'm going to slide through some of this a little quick. Um, so if we want to put up some slides here. Um, so we were in the house of prayer, and there's really this, again, reconciliation between the Balkan nations. So this is Brian Brenchley, who's an American that lives in Macedonia and just releasing. And then here's Zuzana Lowe, and she's the, she was part of that connection from hearing the word Dubrovnik, Croatia, to the one person that we met last year at Europe Shall Be Saved that led to Zuzana Lowe, who is a part of the Balkan Call, which is the next slide, I think, or the next one, or the next one, or the next one. Wonderful pictures at the House of Prayer, ask questions. All right, Balkan call. Um, <clears throat> it is a prophetic call for prayer to all believers everywhere in the Balkan nations and Turkey who are hungry and desperate to see breakthrough and revival come to this region. So again, we met a number of components of the leaders of the Balkan call. It's kind of like it's a group of them coming together yearly now. It's grown to like 450 this past year uh, to pray and intercede. And so there's going to be another 
meeting in Serbia actually uh, coming up in um, the end of this year. So here's the Balkans, you already saw that, so we'll move on. And um, various wars that took place there. Um, we'll keep going. Yeah, and we released that as part of the all-nighter um, Watch of the Lord last week, so we're not gonna go back through that right now. Are you going the right direction? So uh, the gentleman here beside me and his wife uh, is Ad, no, Larwin, and his wife Priscilla, Sylvia, Sylvia, um, who are leading the church in the house of prayer there uh, with um, uh, his son-in-law, brother-in-law. Um, and so we'll keep going. And then finally we headed off to Croatia. <laughs> so here's our Croatia airline. Keep on. And just uh, throughout, um, uh, when we landed in Croatia, the Lord, you know, we could have gone 30 minutes this way to Dubrovnik and finally be where the, you know, the Lord had called us. But the Lord uh, led us to go into Montenegro, which is about 30, 45 minutes the other direction. And so we ended up at one point, um, this was the second place. We, we ended up in a restaurant right there along the water, got to uh, share the gospel with some people. And then here uh, was a, a bar on the way back in, again, getting a chance to share Jesus and uh, just reach out. To, this was a group of fishermen who were tournament fishing. So next. And then, um, again, we were in Dubrovnik. And this is um, Pastor uh, Nano and his wife, Pastor Jelica. Um, precious, precious couple, precious family. They have a son and a daughter a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old, and uh, they have one of the two, um, they have a Word of Life church is the name, it's Word of Life that Pastor Mary Pat and uh, we were able to minister in. So they actually took us across the border into Bosnia, so first time into Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, so here's dinner with them, but just a special time of just talking and releasing prayer and impartation and uh, just over food and uh, God joining hearts. And here's a Yeah, it was a clip of the service from last Sunday. And then it's one of the families, a worship leader on the right and his whole family. And it really, it's just hard to do justice to what God did, but there was an outpouring of his spirit. Just people were touched every, uh, just about anyone who wanted to. Uh, there were a lot of prophetic words that released, even over the, the children and the young adults and um, really saw uh, just a powerful service. People, um, you know, a small body, but... Uh, the gospel was shared powerfully, and, and I believe it was 17 st stood up to uh, step into that and to receive new life and uh, go deeper in their walk. So we'll go to the next slide. Um, do you want to show any of the videos, or should we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're, we're, it's really difficult because we want to be mindful of the time here, so we're going to do this in two parts. Uh, so that we aren't jumbled around because we're, we're really going through things very quickly. Um, I do want to do two things before we, before we end. Uh, and that is to play a little clip where John Luke, who is the, the, the founder and the father of this movement that we're part of, is speaking to us, Ashley's finding that, and then play just a, a short uh, synopsis of what took place in the house of prayer 
because you in in Basel, Switzerland, on this part of part one, and the reason being that it's very important for us to see <clears throat> that the call on frontline is prophetic, apostolic prophetic evangelism. So you've heard some about evangelism, but with Europe shall be saved, we have to we want to speak into more than we have a goal of 100 million souls to be saved. We want to let you know what some of the things are that we found out to be true that are happening in, this, in the European area in these countries and how they're tied in a little bit more specifically. So it's not just, oh yeah, that ESBS meeting that these guys go to. We want to support this group financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in prayer this week <clears throat> and help move things forward. Heidi Baker is part of the original round table as well as many other leaders where this, this idea was birthed with uh, very seasoned people and leaders in the world and there's so much to it. We want to give you a little more taste of that. And so today we want to end with these three things, the house of prayer, and with what was released, what I released there in the video and the audio, tying that in first with Europe shall be saved, with what John Luke was saying. So these two things, you can see that they're connected, and all of it is for world evangelism before Jesus returns, including the 1040 window, including Israel, specifically Jesus' return. It's a very big vision, and it's not limited to just Europe. That's why we're spending time trying to develop this. But in our travels, we were called to decree and declare and to go out and do, our, do what we would do prophetically and in prayer, but also mixing that with, it's a beautiful picture in worship. When those areas come together and they're married, it's a beautiful picture of the bride and great anointing is released. And that's what we have here for this house. So let's play that and then we'll wrap it up for today and we'll pick it up. It's 40, as I say, 18 and 19, and maybe it was spoken out before I came, I don't know. But let me read this out, this is what he told me. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall we not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So, Father, we thank you that you do not remember the former things and you do not consider the things of old. And you do promise that you will do a new thing and you shall bring it forth and we will see it. And I thank you, Lord, that you will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Father, these are for the promises that are coming forth in the hearts of those who know you. And, Father, these will be received by those who do not. So we thank you, Father, for the new thing. I declare there is a new thing in the Balkan nations. There is a new thing that God is doing in Serbia. I thank you, Lord, that you're telling those who have ears to hear, those who have eyes to see, exactly what you want to see happen, exactly what you want to do. You're moving so quickly. So we thank you for the acceleration. For those who believe that he's not accelerating, I can tell you that the Lord is speaking. He's speaking wildly and mildly, even to people in different nations. And he's saying, go forth and do what I call you to do. And watch me work. It will not be the law. 
mighty name, by the power of his blood. Amen. There's also an audio that goes with that. We'll play that next week. Troy, we'll do that next week that goes with that. There were two times that the Lord allowed me to, to speak. We don't know these people. And the gentleman you could see in the forefront was the pastor, the leader of all of it. And that's when he said, please come back. There's great authority here. We'd like to do a weekend. And this is in Switzerland. And we're going to end with, I guess we don't have a video of Jean-Luc at all. Okay, we'll play a little video of, you can hear him at least, and we'll then insert, we'll figure it out from the different videos that we've had or something, and we'll show you next week just so that you can see um, who this person is and what he's speaking about for all of us worldwide. So here we are from America getting involved in this. We're not from Europe, but our roots, many of our roots are there, so he's calling us back. We went to the call back. Take action, and that will be a very important thing of these two days, uh, 40, uh, 35, 40, 32 hours together. We are not here to talk for days and years. We are here to make some decision that the coming days, uh, when we are back on the field, uh, we are making the things happening. And that's what I want to share, what is really Europe shall be saved and how it started. It's uh, the 100 million souls or lives. Uh, and uh, people say, but what, what does it mean, 100 million lives? Actually, since my early age, I have faith that I'm going to see with my own eyes 10% of the population of Europe getting saved. So not when I'm going to be in heaven, but when I'm going to be alive. Praise God, I'm very young, so there is a long time in front of me. But the thing is, that's how it started. We say, okay, that's my faith. And on the other, they said, we agree with you. But uh, instead of, I don't know today how many millions we have in Europe, maybe 900 millions, uh, we just go for the bigger number and we say 100 million souls. So we do believe that uh, by Pentecost 2033, because that's part of what I want just to release tonight, uh, is that by Pentecost 2033, Everyone in Europe will have a true encounter with Jesus through the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It doesn't mean everyone will say yes to Jesus, but That's it's good. And we, if, you, if there is a picture of him, we can put that up there. They can at least see him. You saw one or two earlier. But we want to wrap this up for today. There are some things to add to this. We were, it's only a nine-day trip, but we felt like we were there. I did for weeks. It was crazy. It was so fast-moving, and it was very deep, and it was extremely fun. When you're in the presence of God, it's just a blast. So it really was, and thank you so much for standing with us and praying for us. So, Father, thank you for what was released today. Lord, we hit the ground this week running again, and thank you for what we were able to harvest together to be able to put out and bless bless you with lord and those who would be watching and listening so thank you father that europe shall be saved and father you said that you're coming back again you said that everyone will hear the gospel and then the end will come so thank you lord that we're part of that thank you for the evangelistic powerful evangelistic call that's on this place on frontline 
Thank you, Father, for the powerful prophetic call that's on this place. Thank you, Father, that the wealth of the wicked is given to the wealth of the righteous. Thank you for the strong financial blessing and call that's on this place with business people, oh God, to bring and fund all these things that need to happen. Thank you for the international ability that you've given us here in this place to be able to see beyond our borders. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name, and we thank you for what you're doing, what you've done, and for stirring us up in our most holy faith today to believe that you are the Lord of the harvest. You are the Lord of the harvest, and we call that out. And thank you, Lord, that we have the honor of listening to your heart, of believing you for what you would like to see happen in these last days. Count us in, Lord God for all that's going on. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that 2,200 people were never, that were saved from death and destruction in Ukraine with Rabbi Boris, he's Christian, or he's a Messianic Christian. So Rabbi Boris is what they call him. Thank you, Lord, that no one was killed. Thank you, Lord. We don't understand all things, Lord, but thank you for your divine protection on that ministry, that part of the world, and for us here as well. And we lift up Heidi and Roland and everything that's going on in northern Mozambique where things are crazy and there's a war going on that has escalated. And Father, we're asking for your divine protection as well for all those who are suffering for your name. Thank you, Lord. Let it be that we walk in joy and walk in peace and that we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and all those who are connected in with what you're doing in these last days. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you all. Thanks for the time. And we just did it. 24-7 prayer begins now. And our first uh, corporate meeting is tonight at 7, right? And the tables will be set up back there and things will be ready to go. Thank you. God bless you all. You have a good day.